Hey everybody, uh, Sean Donnelly here, one of the hosts of the Defend Your Movie podcast. Just a quick message, uh, this week we're going to do a rerun because of a scheduling conflict. I have to go to LA and Andy has to go to Omaha, Nebraska, because he's not as cool or Hollywood-like as me. So we have uh, a, a rerun, an amazing rerun, so please enjoy. If you heard it already, listen to it again. Remember, listen, rate, and review the podcast. We'll be back next week. We love you guys, uh, and yeah, enjoy the episode. Thanks so much. In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again to be on Everybody and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. This week, uh, we are sans Farah once again, unfortunately. She's going to a concert or something. I'm going to just tell the real reason. She's been very selfish and she went to a concert. So I have my very good and funny friend, Brendan Sagalow, joining me for this episode. Thank you. How are you guys? You, we just did my serious radio show and then yeah. I just said, this is how... I've been hearing your voice through my fucking <laughs> headphones all day. <laughs> Did you enjoy it, or is it terrible? No, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, this week, we have a very special guest. He's my good buddy. You know him from Tuesdays with Stories. You know him from his, from his half-hour special on Netflix, Joe List, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, it always feels like there's going to be an applause. Yeah. I know. Not. I do it on purpose, and we have like fake applause. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this, man. We really Thanks for having it. me. I've been wanting to do it, but I couldn't figure out what movie to do. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, because also your wife, who's an amazing comic, told me that you, you, only, you basically only watch watch movies that you like, right? Yeah, or I mean, that's how you should acclaimed. live your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true, though, because sometimes you walk into a movie, you don't know how you're going to feel, but, like, you're saying you only watch, like, critically acclaimed movies. Not only, but, like, I don't like action movies, really. See, I mean, you don't like action movies at all? I mean, so well, like critically, like good ones. What like, about the Marvel movies? We nah, watch those nah, I'm not a Marvel. I don't like a comic book. Like I like Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess those are like the most critically acclaimed action movies. Well, it's not just critically like acclaimed. Well it's not the critically acclaimed. Like they're critically acclaimed because they're made well by an artistic filmmaker. Yeah, that's true. Like it's like um, <laughs> like movies. It's not just like like Pulp Fiction is critically acclaimed for a reason. It's a good. It's well done. Well, you let know me ask I mean? you this though, because you don't you don't like. I'm just gonna turn my brain off and watch this bad movie on purpose. Ah, uh, sometimes like some of I have like childhood like cocktail is obviously not like a masterpiece, or anything, right? But like I w- I've watched it seventy five times. I love watching it. Well, that was the first episode we did was cocktail. Oh, really? And we had uh, Dan Soder was the one who defended it. Oh, wow! And then we ended up not being able to recall enough information, so we just I went to his house and we watched it and then taped that. Oh, wow! But, I remember it. I know it well. In no, fact, we might have talked about this before. Can I talk about this? Yeah, you can because yeah. Have ahead. we talked about this? It has one of the most inexplicable scenes in the history of American cinema. Oh, we didn't talk. What is this? In the opening sequence, he's he leaves the military. He's with the military guys. They flagged down a bus, and then go watch this. He's on the bus, 
And then he's holding a child, like a baby, and he says, you see that city, Mikey? We're going to run that city one day. And there's a woman next to him, he's holding the baby, says it, the baby and the woman never appear again, they never explain who the child was. It's just an inexplicable child in the scene who he's going to run the city with. Well, here's the thing, it's explainable, it's Tom Cruise, you just hand Tom Cruise your baby. I guess. But like, there had to have been a huge scene cut. Or like a oh, subplot yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, Or it's supposed to show him, like, how friendly of a guy he is. Or like I, the mom just trusted him. Or showing, like, hey, I've been on this bus so long, I've become friends with this baby. I guess. But like, he's definitely <laughs> supposed to be, like, a, a driven guy who's like, I'm going to run the Right. And, and that's the whole point of the movie, because he does this. But also, there's, you know, a controversy that came up when we did the episode, which was, like, over a year ago, was there's a comic, Charles, uh, Charles, uh, Gould. Charles Gould, whose dad, he wrote it. But I believe, yeah. if I understand correctly, his dad wrote the book that the movie's based on, and it was actually about, um, what do you call them, gentrification and stuff. Is that true? That's no, I what, think, no, his dad wrote the script. Oh, you wrote the script also? I think you wrote the script also, yeah. But maybe they sure. edited I thought it was like a deeper movie about gentrification and stuff, because the, the script is... is Flawed, I would say. I would say so too. And 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 he was like, and Charles wrote me a message where he's like, well, just so you know, that movie put me through college, so whatever. And I'm like, are you mad at me? And oh, jeez. Like, well, now I feel terrible. Nah, don't feel so bad. Who cares? That's a kind of a weird even, thing to do. Though. I enjoy, but what I'm saying is this: we enjoyed the movie. That's what I, that's what I mean about this podcast. Like, if these movies that are guilty pleasure movies that you enjoy, so yours would have been Cocktail or like I love Cocktail. Oh, but yeah. we've talked about Con Air. Like, you must watch Con Air. Con right? Air, I don't like. That's not um, a movie I'm into. So like. if it's on TV, Con Air's on TV. You'll turn off Con Air. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't watch that movie really? for a second. Yeah, I'm not wow. into that. Oh, like, Welcome to the Rock. Like, those movies, I don't care about. You're not into, about. like, those just straight up. Like, Fast and the Furious, not a fan. No, no, that's horrific to me. That's the destroying first one was our society. Okay, having that as a series, it's, it's oh, ridiculous. we have a whole thing on this podcast about Fast and the Furious. It's such a remarkable thing, those movies. I'll tell you why. They are, they're amazing in their own right. The, the fact that they're able to pull off what they're able to pull off action-wise in those movies yeah. is as good as a Dark Knight or something like that. Do you realize how much every, like to the point where they had so much action in those movies, they got to the point where they chased down a submarine that comes out of a glacier and they just, they stop a submarine from destroying See, I don't get how it go because I only saw the first one, which is like well, the first one was this guy different. going undercover for this uh, yeah, like group that are stealing cars, and now they're like flying cars like through assassins. airplanes. And- yeah, it's, the first one was very localized, and it was very like. It, they were just doing this one story, and then they just became because of getting hooked up with like federal agents. They became like uh, like not merc like kind of like mercenaries. Like they just started working for the government to get themselves out of legal situations. It makes no sense. It's crazy. But my other my other question about Fast and the Furious is the guys who make it, and this is still up for debate. Are they in on it? How? crazy and corny it is. And I, I think they are for certain elements, but not for others. Like, because mm. they have a lot of things in the script of Fast and Furious movies where they're like, we're family, and family never, never turns, yeah, you know, family like turns themselves in. Family's about family, and we're fa- they talk about family all the time. And how it's they- just funny to picture a bunch of guys in a room sitting at a table like this being like, and then the car will fly through the helicopter. Yeah. And they all write it down. It's got to be silly. They must uh, be aware at that point that yeah. it's silly. They've got to be. But it's still, my thing is this, it's, it's, 
it's it's silly, but it's super impressive right. how they they pull it off. It's like I wouldn't be able to. You can. There's ways to do that, I think, and there's other ways you can do that where it would look horrible. Right. So they just just the you want to call it the the stunts team, the special effects team. I'm like that to me as is as hard making that look good as making a Oscar winning uh, best picture. You know right. what I'm saying? Like there's something to it. That's why I like action movies because yeah. also also they're fun and like they're like that's the thing. Like when I go to a movie. Like, I wanted to see I, Tanya for the longest time, or I wanted to see or Moonlight. I never saw Moonlight because I've heard it like, can be kind of sad. I'm like, I don't, if I don't want to be sad, I'll go see one yeah. of these movies. Well, Moonlight is overrated, I thought. I oh, thought you it was did? Fine. See, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. I thought it was just fine. But, like, uh, it's my least favorite gay movie. <laughs> I love the gay movies. You love gay Broke movies. Brokeback Mountain, I love. Call Me By Your Name, I love. <laughs> Philadelphia, I love. And uh, I got a porn that I'm into Reservoir as well. Dogs. I haven't uh, seen. Any- <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Stepped on your joke. I haven't seen any of the gay movies. Oh well, Brokeback Mountain is like a masterpiece. It's like one of the best. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain's really good. It's a really good. And movie. Call Me by Your Name was great. But I like human. And I like dialogue. I like reality-based uh, dialogue-driven film and yeah. comedies. And comedies, but even comedies, I'm like, most of them I don't think are great. Well, a lot of comedies aren't great. That's why, but it's so subjective. Yeah, but I want if I get a comedy, I don't. I want it to be uh, almost plotless. That's why I like the Marx Brothers movies, where the plot is like secondary. Like I the don't Naked Gun, that. Yeah. A Dumb and Dumber. It's almost like you ever watch Dirty Work. I love Dirty, Dirty Work. Dirty Work's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And the plot's almost secondary in that movie. It's just a bunch of random scenes strewn together. Yeah, like Marx Brothers movies, they throw in. Zeppo all of a sudden just to keep the plot moving occasionally. He's like, I yeah. don't know, we better find the gold. Then he yeah. leaves and Harpo comes out and he's like, whatever. And then everyone goes, it's like 20 minutes of jokes and then they come back and like the woman's like, I'm still missing my necklace. Yeah. And then they come back in with more jokes. Well, you know what Who? What movie did it well was Ace Ventura. Because their their plot was like, really, you were into it, but he was also so fucking funny. Yeah, of course. Well, that was also, Ace Ventura was supposed to be like a like a straight to video movie. Like it was made by this like they didn't know what was gonna happen with it. It was made by really? this like really no frills uh uh production company and stuff like that. Like so I think it was supposed to be like pretty much straight to video. Great documentary about Tom Shady Ake or Shady Ake. Shady Ake. Did you ever watch that? I am no. on Netflix. It's amazing. It's about um happiness and uh all this stuff. It's amazing. Like he got Did rich he and bought this huge house. He and- wrote it. Uh, or, or, he made the movie I'm talking about. Oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Because he had like some crazy brain trauma, and he thought he was going to die, and then he questioned all of life and materialism. It's a, it's a pretty amazing movie. That's pretty awesome. So when it comes to the podcast, we don't usually do comedies because here's the thing. I, I've said this a million times. I Comedies are so subjective. I don't fault anybody for thinking something's funny that somebody else doesn't think is funny. Yeah. So like I love Clifford. Clifford with Martin Short is like one of my favorite movies. Okay. A lot of people don't like They hate it. Yeah. They I don't even know that movie. Oh, it's, he plays a 10-year-old boy. It's so funny. Okay. It's amazing. Anyway, so that's why you usually do it. But today, I, I, you picked a good one, mostly because, you, like you said, you don't watch a lot of Guilty Pleasures. You go for like, you know, you go for those like high-end dramas sometimes, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And then, great movies. Yeah. I like yeah. great movies. I'm yeah. talking like, by the way, I'm talking about like, you're talking about good movies. The Godfather yeah. and French yeah. Connection no, 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 and right. uh, Jaws. I'm what not talking about, you what know. What I'm saying is I will sit there and watch a bad movie on purpose sometimes. Right. That's, well, that's technically bad. Also, it's one of those things where if you can... 
there's there's a whole new phenomenon now, like especially since like you know like things like The Room, where it's like can a movie become so bad that it's good? Right, right. It, it becomes full circle. So you could watch The Room and you're like, this this was so remarkably bad, it actually is good. Like you couldn't have tried to make it this bad. Right, right. I have not watched that, but there's movies like I'll leave a movie, I get upset. Like I'm like, this is bothering. Have you me. walked out of movies? All the time. Yeah. What have you walked out of? I'm curious. Um, because I'm always fascinated. I've, I've only wanted to walk out of one, and I didn't walk out. It was eight millimeter. What was the one? There was a bunch of stars in it. It was such a piece like of garbage. Valentine's Day or something? No, it was about the art collecting Monuments Men. That's like one oh, of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like I was like, I can't take this any a longer. Terrible name too. And it's, it's like, like hard to say. But it's like John Goodman and Bill Murray and like Bob Balaban. <laughs> and it's like all these like yeah, stars. And you're yeah. just like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, I my, hope neither one of you guys worked on that movie. Monuments <laughs> 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 Men. That was that was a pretty big bomb too. Yeah, is it yeah. the goat. Isn't there like a goat where it gets like hypnotized by a goat or something? No, Maybe. that's oh, no, um, men who stare at goats. Yeah, that's, that's a different. Yeah, yeah. But that movie I left. But like also like you talk about like I'll go see movies on the road a lot. Because to kill time, like yeah. I went and saw Iron Man, which is considered like the greatest comic book movie. Yeah. But I left that that movie. I was like, ah, I get what's going on here. I, oh, I you're what's crazy! It's a good movie. I'll sit through it. I saw Sully, and that was Sully is horrific. Yeah, yeah. So there's a really line bad. in Sully where it was like right after, and they're in the in the hotel room, and the guy comes out, and he goes, he's like, "You should be happy, you know. Uh, something good, something good. In New York hasn't happened for a long time, especially with planes." And then oh, he walks yeah, out, yeah. and yeah. I was with my buddy. We just looked. We're like, "Did he just do a 9/11 <laughs> reference yeah, yeah. to this movie?" I thought uh, there's been a like a, a bridge of spies, I hated too. I hate dialogue where there's like uh, people repeat things like this. You saved me, Sean. You saved me. Like that kind <laughs> oh, of yeah. stuff. Like emphasis, yeah, lines. yeah. Or like people lazy, delivering lazy lines. Writings. Yeah, people Poor talking choice. when people have yeah. left. Yeah. Like everyone leaves the room and he's like, that's one great guy. <laughs> Jeez, I, can't, I can't handle it. It makes me like uh, physically upset. I hate when they like, uh, when things are, but they completely set up something with like the foreshadowing lines. Where yeah. they're like, well, I guess we'll stay away from that barn. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, something's going to happen at that barn. Yeah, right, right. Right. That's so lazy. It's like, right, come right. on, be more subtle yeah. than that. Unless it's comedy in Seinfeld where they kept saying, uh, barring some unforeseen incident. That was like a running uh, gag to the show. They'd always go, well, barring some unforeseen incident, we're going to be working together a long time. And then you're like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's hilarious. That's great. That's the other thing on the podcast. We make one Seinfeld reference per episode. I can't not. I can't oh, I talk in it like every day. Yeah, I talk yeah. it. You ever, you, ever, you ever talk in Seinfeld to somebody and they're like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. 100% of the time, I do it too uh, with like drama movies where like someone will be like, hey, I saw you yesterday. I'm like, people will say we're in love. And it's like a woman being like, what? And I'm like, oh. Sons of the Lambs. Like I'm, I'm like referencing like horrific movies. So yeah. like, I'm like, don't worry, I'm not in love with you. I'm just quoting a cannibal. Yeah, no, that happens all the time. Where I'm like, yeah, because you're a fucking piece of shit whore. She's like, what? I'm like, casino. Like, oh. um, now, what about that? Like, what about well, Godfather? You mentioned out in the another room, and yeah, and Godfather's you love Godfather. The best. So mafia movies. You will you dig that? Is there like one topic of movie that you're like? Like you said, you don't like action, but is there something that you're like, oh, I'll check out any of this genre of movie? I guess it's dramas, maybe in your case. But like, there's some mob movies that are bad, also. Uh, there's a ton. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, maybe I'll try to. God, what, what are was some the, bad, the, uh, mob bad mafia movies? Yeah. Oh, there's one with a guy. Oh wait, pool ju- pool hole junkies was really bad. It was like this. It was like sometimes you have independent movies. The reason they're independent is because they're just made poorly. Like sometimes they're just made poorly, and and I think it had like Ricky Schroeder in it. It was like pool hole junkies, and you remember this? They had like pool like 
something like that. Like it was a mafia was involved in it. But there's there's bad mafia movies. Well, like, you could, a lot of people don't like Casino. I like I love Casino. No, Casino's great. Yeah. It's great. And that's it, got, also, it didn't do great when it came out. Uh, I think Siskel it. It was called destroyed it. Uh, well, you know, it's not. It's different. That's David Spade. David Spade did that. Oh, I was gonna. Right. I was gonna let that slide until after. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Casino also it didn't do well because people were like Scorsese's treading on familiar territory, and then years later they were like, this movie's actually better than we realized. Because you get yeah. criticized for being like, well, this is familiar territory, and you're like. Yeah, well, so is Revolver and Sgt. Pepper's familiar territory. Right. But they're yeah. both fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And also, uh, Casino, from what I understand, the main guy that De Niro's playing was nothing like De Niro. I think he was. Because they make references in it to him being flamboyant and being like. Oh, interesting. And I think he was like. Um, I think he was very flamboyant, I think, in real life. Right. I think that's what I understand from when, I, when, when it came out. Well, Colin Quinn, his issue was he thought De Niro was actually miscast. He should have thought it should have been like Totoro or somebody. He's like, it looked weird to have like De Niro with like big glasses yes. and like a cigarette. Yeah. I think you're right. I like, think you're absolutely right. Uh, he's like, someone else would have done a better job. But I think the movie's awesome. That was me. Well, one of the biggest beats I ever had on the show, and I, I'm actually curious what you think of this movie. Uh, and then we'll get into the one you came to talk about. Uh uh, American Hustle. I have a huge. You want to talk about oh, miscasting? I mean, I hate I that movie. Hu- oh, I, hate I thought it. that movie was oh, I hate terrible. It. I hate it. But, but but I had. You want to talk like miscasting? That that they are par for the course with that that movie because it's insane how much better they could have done the job. Like, yeah, Jeremy, yeah. Because what I heard is this. I heard that uh, the main character, Christian Bale, at first he was going to do the movie, and then he turned. Then he had to leave it, and he offered Jeremy Renner the Christian Bale part. Hmm. And then Jeremy Renner, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeremy Renner was like, all right, I'll do that. And then what happened was Christian Bale was able to do it again. So he's like, all right, so you just play the mayor in the thing. Right. And that, that mayor role in that movie should have been played by like a 50 year old Italian guy. It should have right. been a character actor doing <laughs> right, it. Right, right. It's a movie that would have been great with character actors, but was shitty with famous people. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I remember not liking it. There's a few movies that get, I mean, obviously, Three Billboards, I've, I've, I've talked about it everywhere. I can, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere I've. I, I dropped flyers out of. Uh, I like went to go see it, it and then we did the episode like right after. Yeah, and it was one of those things where we were like, "Did we like it?" And by the end of the episode, <laughs> we're like, "No, no, no, no." I think it's one of the worst <laughs> movies ever perpetrated on the American people. Yeah, it's really, really bad. And movies are a victim of their times. Like when you, there's a whole backlash now about American Beauty. I, I bring up sometimes where it's like people. I like American Beauty, but people. They're like, oh, it stinks. People think it stinks now. I always thought it was. I thought it was overrated. Then I liked the movie, but I thought it was like over. It was like this is the best. But I thought it was like eh, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so you came. We don't usually do comedies. I'm actually glad to do the one we're doing today. It kind of fits into what we're it's talking about a little. A little bit. dramatic, also. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, you know why? Because it had when it came out, there was there was kind of a controversy attached to it. Uh, you're defending. The very good, very funny movie, uh, Cable Guy. The Cable Guy. The yeah. Cable Guy. Love it. Which came out uh, right after, I think it was right after Ace Ventura, right? Yeah. It was 95. No, I think it was after Dumb and Dumber. I think Dumb it was 95. Dumber. I think he was on a roll. He had the, Ace Ventura was huge, and then The Mask, and I think Ace Ventura 2 and Dumb and Dumber. You had peak Jim Carrey fame, pretty yeah. much. After Dumb and Dumber is like peak Jim Carrey fame. Yeah, after Jim, that, then Liar Liar, I think, came after him, and that was like a hit again. And then That's so weird that people didn't like Cable Guy, because it feels like, okay, we, we you've just done four movies with the same Jim Carrey killing it. I'd like to see him do something different. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's what you think because you're a sensible <laughs> person. Oh, I want to see you, you want to see good stuff and yes. different stuff done. But most people, I think, want to see when they when you're pigeonholed like that and you're Jim Carrey and you're playing the same thing over and over again. Almost like we just said with De Niro, like people want to see De Niro play a mafia guy. Yeah, they want to see Jim Carrey play a dumb 
a, a not a dumb guy, but you know, like a, goofy a wacky character. Yeah. face guy. Yeah. So when he didn't do that, he did a he did a movie directed by. Uh, uh, well, who directed Cable Guy? It was, ben Stiller. It was Ben Stiller, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then it was in best, and it was like a dark comedy. Yeah. That's like the most dark Judd comedy Apatow you could have gotten for Jim that. Carrey to do at that time in his career. Like that's in, like it's pretty unheard of for somebody to do something like that to switch it up that much yeah. at that point. My, Judd Apatow left the Larry Sanders show to go make the movie. Yeah. And oh, met his he? wife Leslie Mann on on set. set. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know that. Whoa. I know it because I was. Talking to Judd last night, and he told me both of those things. So I hope he's okay with me this out of the podcast. I'm sure he, he put is. it in his book. Yeah, oh, all right, great. So, and did Judd he wrote on the on the script? I believe so. That's what Brendan yeah. said. But he also did a David Spade joke earlier and gave it. Well, about now eight I, seconds yeah, now I'm feeling confident. <laughs> no, I think he probably wrote it. Don't you have a producer to look this up? Shouldn't Alex be doing uh, yeah, this? Yeah, he should be, but that's right. Jesus I know. Christ, usually Alex. Farrah looks up on her phone, to be honest. Um, um, no, I think he co-wrote it. But Stiller wrote it. But Judd might yeah. have also wrote it. I don't know. Well, we were talking about it before, like, so many funny lines in that. Like, when the like the back plot with, like, the Mendez brothers. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was a Chinese guy. No, or... it's Asian. I'm pretty sure oh, it's Asian. Asian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was speaking another language. I think it was Asian. <laughs> yeah, he just kept saying that. Oh, oh time out. <laughs> Lou Holtz Jr. wrote it, so neither. Lou Holtz Jr., the no, coach's kid? <laughs> Seriously, is that Lou Holtz, the football coach's kid? Probably. That's amazing. Wow. Wait, who? What did Judd Apatow do with it? He's a producer. Oh, he's a producer. Okay, okay, okay. So nothing. <laughs> hey, bye-bye. Hey, we'll be right back. <laughs> I, uh... What you call it? I I love I like Cable Guy a lot. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah but it was kind of pan, and people didn't like because it, it was very dark. And then also in this country, particularly, people are waiting to just trash you once you've mm-hmm. been brought up. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. we do. We build up and then cut down. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what happened with it. Like they were like, it's also so silly. They were like, should Jim Carrey have done the movie? It's like, well, why not? Why wouldn't he have done it? There was, you know, he's taking a risk. But it people. It were might not have not even it. been that good of a movie without him. I heard it was supposed to be Chris Farley originally. That's what I heard, but that, that might be great. a wives' tale, which would have been a totally different movie because he had like no darkness other than yeah. like, obviously his demons. actual life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Farley had nothing dark about him. <laughs> <laughs> What's he do now? He died of an overdose. But, um, <laughs> but like he could, he never What's played he do any. Now? <laughs> it's so funny. That there's somebody out there that's like, "What's Chris Farley doing these days? <laughs> um, What's he up to?" That Chris Farley. <laughs> But yeah, then like he would have it would have been much sillier. Yeah, um, but there was silly stuff in there. But it was actually really dumb. I mean, it's a movie about a stalker, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's why because you think about it, it's not a serial stalker. By the way, it's not like I've seen darker movies. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, seen, yeah. I just saw this movie. Oh, that movie Thoroughbreds. Did you see that? Oh, movie? I love Thoroughbreds. It was great. That's yeah, yeah. Basically, a comedy. Yeah, it's, it's like it, a dark. Humor, it's yeah. a super dry, dark comedy, and it has to involves these girls murdering the one girl's stepdad. Yeah, and they're just like really deadpan, and they, they like it's very morbid. Yeah, there's a and lot it's of jokes. Way darker it. than Cable Guy is. Yeah, yeah. Because having Jim Carrey, like, if you had anybody else in it, I guess Chris Farley and Jim Carrey would have been the two people you had in it that really like lighten it up. Yeah, the most you could lighten it up. Like, think about who. I don't know who else you put in there. They both have uh, both you, those movies have Hitchcockian themes and uh, homages. Thoroughbreds, one hundred percent does. Yeah, well, it's crazy. They have the same shot as Frenzy. Well, it's not the same shot, but they use the same technique as Frenzy when and I think it's Frenzy when they're coming out of the, the guy's murdering the woman in the right, apartment right. and they back out and then you get the sound from the street. Right, and it was like some revolutionary scene from back yeah. in the day. They do that in Thoroughbreds. Well, you know who and I, Cable Guy. Sorry, real quick, the Cable Guy. They have the spider run across his face, which they do with Norman Bates at the end. Oh. There's a little oh. homage there. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, you know who I feel like could have played that role of who they are now, but they were actually in the movie? Jack Black. I oh, feel yeah. like him now could have done that, yeah, yeah. that role. Oh, easily. He yeah. Been, yeah, he could have been, he's going to be in Creepy. You ever see Bob Roberts? No. Bob Roberts. Yeah, it's a, with, with Tim, uh, Tim, what's his name? Tim, uh, Tim, 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 no, <laughs> Tim, 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 Neoconservative, like he's like a like a guy who's like a, a candidate for I think it's like senator or something. But it, it's actually it rings true for right now. It's like this really creepy. Fa- he's like this fascist guy, but he's trying to relate to the youth. And Jack Black plays his like his creepy number one fan. That when when T- Tim Robbins they set up like an assassination attempt on him, like to make him more you know sympathetic. Yeah. And and Jack Black is just out. Uh, uh, outside his hotel, uh, his hospital, just waiting for him to come to the window. And when they find out that he, they find out that he wins the the race when they're out there, and it's just a shot of Jack Black just looking at the window like, ah! just just yelling. Whoa, it's a creepy, wow. creepy. It's a creepy thing, but it's like a. It's supposed to be a whole symbolic of you know yeah. fascism. Who knows? But but uh, but. Jack Black is really creepy in it, and he would be pr- he, yeah. right. He could do cable guy, and he would have done it in his own way, which would have been like yes, and it would have been funny. That's what you have, you have guys. It's like that's what you need, I guess. You need a guy that's really silly, but who has a dark side. Yeah. Even if you watch, uh, like I like Jim Carrey a lot. Like you know, I like Truman Show. Like Truman Show, there's a dark side to that. Yeah. The best yeah. thing I think he did acting wise was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite all time movies, and yeah, I think I, that actually showed him the most understated he's ever been and also like oh he actually has some chops like yeah. acting-wise no he's amazing he's also amazing in that one scene in Dumber and Dumber where he's like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. I'm sick and tired of <laughs> trying to eke my way through life it's like a, kind of like in the middle of it you're like damn that was like tremendous <laughs> it was really heavy for Dumber yeah, and Dumber yeah you're like wow that was great um, no he's great in that he's great in uh, Man on the Moon obviously and uh, yeah. yeah he's a talented did you see 23 remember that no, number twenty was it number called 23. number twenty three? Yeah, like number yeah. I think I was, oh no, where he plays like the photographer or the model. Like, the model. Yeah, something is like a conspiracy in his life or, or that's something that like bombed, that. right? Yeah, that was not good. Sometimes things bomb when they're not supposed to, but that seemed like it was supposed to. I think yeah. everybody, yeah, I think everybody thought it was going to be good because it was like Jim Carrey doing another serious role, blah blah blah. Right. Well, the other thing that I get annoyed about uh, nowadays with Jim Carrey, the thing I get a little annoyed about is that now he's like, oh, I was. He talks about like the trials and tribulations of being like this superstar that was making. And I'm like, well, you're doing that now because you have four hundred million dollars. Like, it's insane to be like. He's like, oh, I was tortured every day. Every day I had to do those movies because you know, right. like he's a documentary where he like bears his soul. And I'm like, yeah. but you had no problem with it when you did it. And your whole your whole story up until that point was like, I wrote myself a ten million dollar check because I was like, I'm gonna get a famous one. Yeah. But yeah. now you're, you know, it's like I don't know. I just find that a little bit bullshitty. But whatever. This it's the whole thing's bullshit. Yeah. Sean left just now. Sean <laughs> <laughs> no, went to write a uh, check for ten thousand um, dollars. I did, yes. Uh, so I don't know, man. I just, I, what I'm saying is, it's a really good movie. That's why you don't have to defend it too much because we all like it here. Right. But I'm just saying, you, would you say it's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Uh, oh boy, I don't so know. I mean, I love it. I mean, like Dumb and Dumber is like the funnier movie. Yeah. And great. But the cable guy, I do think, and I was talking to Judd about this the other day. He's like, oh, like he kind of like undersold it. He's like, yeah, it's got some funny things. And I was like, no, I think it's like amazing. Like, I think Jim Carrey could have been nominated for Academy Award. That Him and the yeah. script, Lou Holtz Jr., this <laughs> the son of a football coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I thought it was like a brilliant script. And uh, Owen Wilson is also in that movie. He That's plays right. a creep in the first date. 
That's right. Have the eggs uh, had a chance to hatch yet? Uh, it's so funny. If you really think about it, Owen Wilson should have played the normal friend, but Jack Black does. Yeah. Uh, but he's so great as like an asshole guy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was the first time I saw either one of those guys. And Broderick is great. Leslie Mann is great. It gets so creepy. It's first so time fun. you saw Owen Wilson? I believe so. So you weren't a Bottle Rocket fan before you saw I this? I think huh? Bottle Rocket came after uh, Cable Guy. No, Cable Guy was what ninety. Oh, you're 95, right. Yeah. Right around the same and time. And Ben Stiller played the murderers, right? The yeah, yeah. yeah he played both of them. But I didn't see Bottle Rock until after I saw Rushmore. I saw Rushmore, and then I saw Red Tenenbaums, and then they were like, "He made another one, you know." And I had to go back. Uh, Bottle Rocket's great. It is great. It's, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know it's a funny 10. scene in Cable Guy when he's like knocking on the door and he's like, "All right, I'm leaving," and he just oh, starts it's going amazing. Like, <laughs> 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 it's amazing. I mean, that movie like blew the doors off my life. Yeah. Every comic I've ever met loves it, and every non-comic. I know hates it. That's what I think is interesting about that movie. That's well, crazy. That's where the dark factor comes into. Yeah. Because when you start doing comedy, your sense of humor changes. Yeah. Think but about it the does. comedy. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, think about what you laughed at before you started doing comedy. It was way different than, or a lot of it was different than. I mean, I was seventeen. Out. Yeah. So I, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's right. Yeah. You've been yeah. Doing it. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, like, I I didn't start till I was comedy till I was 28, and I would go to comedy shows. And I think I probably laughed at stuff that was way easier to laugh at before I started it. And the more you're around comedy and you're like just every day, all day, yeah. you're, you're, things change. You, fi- you find darker shit funny. Yeah. Not that you become like depressing, but you, you find darker comedy funny. Oh, no. I need somebody to fall down a flight of stairs to laugh. <laughs> <nowadays>. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, like Jim Carrey could be sitting here doing his 10 best minutes and be like, all right, just quiet down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the saddest part about comedy is it makes you into like this cynic that doesn't laugh. That was a great Conan O'Brien. You see that Conan O'Brien? He was talking about how brutal it is, and he's just like, "I don't even laugh anymore. I just go, that's funny." funny. (laughs) Yeah, that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) There's people who come to comedy shows on the road, and I've heard people in the crowd, and just like, "That's funny," and I'm like, "Why are you telling me from a comedy?" Yeah, I feel like the way with pod, not to get too off topic, like podcast fans because they listen to you so much, they're just sitting there, they're not even smiling. They're wearing like a Joe List T-shirt and just looking at me. Like, <laughs> and then afterwards, like that was good. <laughs> like what? You're basically like it, like they're in their cars just listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, they watch it like a comic watches comedy. Where you're like, I would like, say that. Was that, good, that but wasn't bad. You could just talk yeah. about your day yeah. on stage a little bit more. Yeah. Do you ever see somebody? Maybe this is just me. Maybe I have easy punchlines. But you ever see somebody who is realizing your punchline right before you say it? They're like I, that last oh, night yeah. I had that at the cellar I had this woman she goes I was saying a joke and she was like uh-huh. and she like was doing this motion go like keep oh, going geez. motion oh, with her sucks. fingers like, would... like I, I know exactly what you're about to say she, and she's she nodding the whole time rhythm. oh yeah exactly that, I was like stink. fuck you lady yeah that's <laughs> don't terrible don't sit in the front that is terrible figure out my old shit wow um, but the uh, but yeah you're right It does. you do change but I think that's why this wasn't received so well because I think most people don't have the sense, like, most people don't have dark senses of humor. Most people do like seeing people fall downstairs all the time. You know I don't right. even think that movie was that dark. I don't watch it and go, Ooh, it would have been creepy. You don't because Jimmy Carrey was in it. It would have been way darker if he wasn't in it. It's yeah. somebody else. pretty dark. dark. Like, he turns out to be this uh, this creep. Like I mean, he's literally stalking yeah. him. He's, like, tapped into his phone. Gets he's watching his girlfriend get dressed. He buys him a hooker. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, I guess that is pretty He creepy. also, like, uh, penetrates his family while he's in jail. Oh, that was great. I mean, that. Uh, Oh, see, it's, amazing. Right. Like, it's super, super dark. Uh, that whole scene, that's like one of the funniest scenes in any yeah. movie ever. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's amazing. What's, what's, his name? It's not, what's his name? Chip? Chip uh, Douglas. Chip Douglas, because yeah. it's from like, the, yeah. L- yeah. All, in the, not all in the Family, one of those old TV shows. Best scene in that entire movie sons. is the medieval times scene. That whole scene. Just fighting and he's doing the, yeah. As the, what, what was her line? She like puts... 
uh, said, plate yeah. down or something like to sip it or I forgot. He the goes. Line. Um, she goes. We, we have there were, there were no utensils and many times therefore we have no utensils at many. But there was Diet Coke. Goes, there was no utensils, but there was Pepsi. And she goes, dude, I got a lot of tables. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. But he's doing like the Star Trek thing where he's like, that's like another creepy thing is that he gets him like involved in this thing. He goes, I have to yeah. up with, is this part of the normal show? No, but I gave the Knights free cable. He <laughs> <laughs> just went at it for a while. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they're fighting him. He's like kicking him. I mean, it's pretty amazing. That's so funny. Brett, is this your favorite Jim Carrey movie, you think? Or are you into uh, the... No. Well, it's definitely up there, but I, I don't think it's my favorite. That's why I like, it's not my favorite Jim Carrey. Movie. I think the I think Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber holds up. This holds up too, but Dumb and Dumber holds up so well. It's insane. I, I definitely today, quote Dumb and Dumber. I've seen it a hundred times, yeah. and I was laughing out loud, out loud yeah. as I'm watching Dumb and Dumber. No, it's crazy funny. I mean, I feel bad. I feel like I'm ruining your podcast because nobody's arguing that cable guy. Does it anybody happens. hate the cable guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I ruined it. I agreed to do it. So don't worry about it. It's fine. I know. Sorry. But this happens sometimes. Okay, I, you know what great. it is? It's because. Uh, the movies you watch, you don't watch shitty movies. I can be like, this is a horrible movie, and this is why. Yeah, this I'm is trying actually to, a good movie. There's probably some. There's probably some Woody Allen movies that uh, I love before he was uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's probably yeah, some what, movies before he was a saxophone player. Or yeah, before yeah. He was a clarinet player. Uh, yeah, before he played clarinet. Um, yeah, there's probably. Some, I just uh, no. It's, it's hard. Here's the thing. You did a good job. Like, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like. Uh, it's hard to get. It's hard to find people. I think it's easy for people to find a movie they want to defend, but it's it, sometimes it's really hard to do. Right. And when I like the movie, it doesn't. You know, it, I'm agreeing with you for the most part. You know. God, I'm sure I could find a movie that is poorly reviewed that you like. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Has uh, Jim Carrey ever done like a voiceover for a cartoon or anything? Uh, I don't. Has know. Has Jim Carrey done that? I don't yeah. even know. I don't think he has. He was. He did stand up, and then he was on Living Color. And then also, <laughs> I want to talk about holding up. Have you seen? They were showing reruns of Living Color. Yeah, they would never. That would that show would never be made now. There's no way. No. Men on film. They have the sketch Men on. Oh, film. Oh yeah, yeah. That was just. Oh my god! Homophobia. There would be there would yeah. be protests. It'd what be insane. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. You don't know. You're 26. Wait, you never watched Living Color. What? I've seen it, but I've never. Oh, I don't. It was Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer playing like super flamboyant gay guys reviewing like men on books, men on film, and with like, tons of innuendo. But it was like the grossest innuendo you could think of. But it was super homophobic and super, like if it was made now, it wouldn't be made now. Like they would just not allow it. It wouldn't be made. Yeah, now. it would yeah. just be protested. It's kind of crazy. Huh. It's pretty nuts. And then yeah, it's amazing that people haven't like gone back to that and like retroactively been like Damon I you know Damon Wayne should be shot and killed or whatever. Well, they don't. I, I mean those guys <laughs> aren't really that big anymore so I think people don't give a shit about I think it's out of sight out of mind. Yeah, I think it's off down. the air and it's well it was being played on some random like one of those like you know Ion or something like right, one of those right. like, random channels. So I think people just don't care enough about it. And also those things those things always go like they go viral. It's always like one article that gets like just blows up out of nowhere right right so there probably is an article somewhere just hasn't caught on fire you know well seinfeld too we talked about like seinfeld there's so many episodes that would just be like the cleavage i mean they would be shut down the show would be over i mean they're still getting a 15 year old's cleavage in the show that's the plot of the show (laughs) well they had one they had a puerto rican day parade one they pulled it oh that got in trouble yeah Yeah. they jump on the puerto rican day play yeah they stand out the flag on fire or something yeah yeah but um yeah, there was also an oral rape joke in Seinfeld. Is there? 
Yes, the one where he's going to the dentist with, uh, you know, oh, doctor. Oh, yeah, but it's him. It's male on male oral rape. That's, yes, but he goes, okay. uh, I think I was untucked. And he goes, you think you were violated? I don't know. But I was spitting and rinsing like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> it's like they just did a joke so about Jerry being fucking orally raped at 9 o'clock on NBC. That would still make it. It would make it. No way. Yes, it would. I don't if know If it was a woman that. in the chair. On no. NBC? There's on a FX, of, maybe. A lot of sitcoms rely on, like, sex innuendo and punchlines and stuff like that like for like sex punchlines like 12 year olds being like like talking about blowjobs right i mean it would still maybe it would still air but like it would be a huge controversy oh yeah it would definitely be a controversy well they were always known for that they got knocked for what like had the no no black people on the show they had no yeah uh, oh that's isn't that why he did the whole season with the blacks like the family of the blacks on curb, on curb yeah i think that's why he did that and then uh but then they made fun of themselves though because then they had uh, the exterminator? Yes, yes. <laughs> Where he was like, he's like, who the hell was the name of that exterminator you had? And he had him show up at dinner. He goes, uh, yeah, I don't really have any black friends. He's like, aside from me, you don't have any white friends either. <laughs> I'm the exterminator. You know what they had Linebacker. The, you know what they had the other day? They had, uh, when he talks about wanting to be a buff, he goes, how do you become a buff? And he goes, so Biff wants to be a buff. That's great. I think you have to start <laughs> by sleeping less. favorite lines. You have to start by sleeping less than 12 hours a day. <laughs> I'd like to be a buff. How do you become a buff? How do you become a buff? So Biff wants to be a buff. <laughs> oh, it's magical. Uh, that's, that's what happens when show. everybody agrees on the movie. We just talk about Seinfeld. That should be the default. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about this movie? Dead Poets Society? I'm not saying it's great. Remember that movie? Talk about Me Too and all that. This is like one of the most insane and egregious scenes in any movie ever where the kid's crush, he's doing the carpe diem, sees the day, and his crush, who has a boyfriend is passed out on the couch and he literally goes over he's like carpe diem <laughs> and he kisses her on the mouth wow. and then later like, he gets her like he's like he's a ha- hero well, that's where I'm just... like that's his seize the day is kissing a sleeping woman who he's not dating <laughs> well that's the sign of the time that was also like I was watching uh, Diner you ever see Diner? Diner's, of course Diner's yeah, an unbelievable yeah. movie yeah. but some of the shit in Diner's really crazy yeah he puts his, his dick in the popcorn right top, right, you know, right all that kind of stuff yeah. but then he also talks about like they like like they they treat the women in that movie like they're they're so secondary it's insane right like, and like he talks about the wives like what are we gonna talk about we're married like, what are we gonna, like he's literally like get in the car he's but that like, was the fifties I think that was the fifties right? right and then but so was Dead Poets Society that was the fifties I know but I feel like Diner they're like they're sort of like representing. Like, hey, boys, like, we're, the, we're the boys and these women's, and that's the sign of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. felt like the writer was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, we gotta, like, yeah, it felt like yeah. he was like, this is what you do if you want to seize the day. And it was very bizarre. Well, the weird thing is Saturday Night Fever has a whole rape in the plot of the movie. The girl gets raped. Remember that? Right, right. I, just, I think it just, that was okay back then or yeah, something. Yeah, to know. portray it. I mean, Pulp Fiction also has a rape. Well, Pulp yeah, Fiction. plot yeah. also. Did you remember... All right. Did you see that when it came out, or were you you're older? Because you're. I saw it when it came out, but I, I didn't understand any of it. I was 13 years old, so I didn't know what the hell was yeah, going on. I was like 16, and even I didn't know about that stuff. And I remember reading an article before I went to go see it, and kind of understanding what it was. And I was like, I was going with my dad to go see it. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to see this scene. Because there was like an article in the paper about that scene. I'm like, I don't want to see this scene sitting next to my dad. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It was very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird scene. But it's a weird world. <laughs> it's know. a weird world. Yeah. So basically, uh, at the end of the day, we all agree that Cable Guys is <laughs> yeah, yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, the two minutes we talked about it. But I'll say this, man. I, it's probably, mm, 
I don't know. I don't think it's it's definitely not in my like as far as Jim Carrey movies goes. It's not. It's, de- it's in my top three. Definitely. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. What is that? What Alex? What does the cable guy have on Rotten Tomatoes? Just out of. 69, all right. Nice. 69. Well, that's not exactly, nice. uh, you know. But though people... Carpe diem. Right? <laughs> Can we talk about this, too, since it's a movie podcast? Because Rotten Tomatoes is so misconstrued. Oh, we talk about it all yeah. the time. We talk about it all the yeah, time. Yeah, and we talk about Google Google users. Every Google user loves everything. I think what they have is this. When people are looking up a movie they like, they like Google is like, hey, like it on Google user thing. Right. And then they like it on Google user, and then it has like a 140% rating. It's like insane. But we talked about that. Rotten Tomatoes is, is totally mis- mismatched. Well, yeah, because... Well, people think that Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it 69. No, it just means no. that 69% of the reviews are positive. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Because What's if you, you have a movie that's not as well known, yeah. and say you have a movie that's not as well known, and you have, if you have some of those reviews are good, you have a better percentage of good reviews right, than a right. movie that has 400 reviews, but it has, if they have a bunch of bad reviews, they have a lower percentage. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people but it will, could be a better movie, but it was at a wider release. Yeah, I'll hear people be like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 48%. You're like, no, they didn't say this yeah. is a 48. No, they do that no. in the trailer now. Right, when right. When you see a movie, they're like, yeah. 68% on Rotten right. Tomatoes. No, they're literally taking all of the reviews and deciding it's yay or nay. And it's also them deciding if it's yay or nay. To be honest, if you read some of those reviews... Some of them are borderline good or bad reviews. Yeah, yes. So they, it's like it's it's kind of a it's a flawed system. That's yeah. why I don't I don't trust. And some of the like, what do they have? Like, well, there's a new horror movie that came out, like The Quiet Place. That's a hundred percent. There's a lot of ones that are coming out now. They're getting a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, how is that possible? It was there's reviewed no by four, you know, right? Yeah. Four people, right? Exactly. So uh, it's it shouldn't be a credit to put on the trailer for the movie. That's what right. I'm saying. No. Um, well, thank you for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me. I, pre- I hope I didn't uh, no, ruin I it No, I thought it was much. a fun conversation, didn't you? I loved it, but I just feel bad that I wasn't you know, known. It was, it was like, it's you know, a great scene of the cable guy when he goes to that party, and he's like, these are all my friends, and they're like old people or oh, people yeah. with like, <laughs> eye patches. Charles Napier is in that scene. I love that guy. <laughs> Who's Charles <laughs> Napier? From where? From He's the judge in Philadelphia. He's the cop who gets his face ripped off in Sounds of the Lambs. He's the trooper in the Blues Brothers. I've never even heard these boys sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah John yeah. Candy says that line. But Napier's like, he points at the, the guys he's uh he's in a bunch of stuff um no here's the thing i just wanted you to do it we found what we could talk about and it worked out for me all right great i love doing it. i love talking with you guys. please come back figure out another movie and then come back all right i will all right sounds good uh brendan what do you want to plug buddy uh just brendan saglow on instagram and twitter and my website brendansaglow.com and i'm headlining caroline's may 8th at 7:30. if you go to the website carolines.com put in the code sags it's ten dollar tickets it's great so um, please do that. And Joseph? Sounds like the tag for my aunt's tits. Oh, boy. All right. We'll see you guys uh, next week. <laughs> uh, I, you can see the season two of the stand-ups right now on Netflix. Season and two. The you, st- you guys didn't react, so I feel weird. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, also, I you were That's oh, and uh, at Joe List Comedy on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And, um, and the podcast. Tuesdays and the stories. podcast. Tuesdays with Stories every Tuesday. It's free. Alex is an avid listener. Yes. Our producer, he listens to that. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He listens to your podcast. I keep forgetting to pl- – every time I hear someone else plug a podcast, I remember I have a podcast. <laughs> well, so. it's too late. <laughs> That's what happened last, last time. I did that last time. The Stupid Little Podcast, by the way. My favorite uh, thing about this show is that Alex contributes, but without a microphone, so you just hear a person yelling no, through that. No, he has one yeah. over there. Watch. Show the I know, but he keeps yelling things without – I know. It sounds like Jim Carrey in the hallway. Uh, I'm no showboat. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. You just uh, hear like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Speaking okay. of Alex, we do this at Showbiz Studios, showbrizstudios.com. They have an iTunes page, also a YouTube page. Uh, check out all the great podcasts on it. You have, was it, In the Closet with Emma and Mateo, and you have uh, Out of the Closet? What's it called? Out of the closet, yeah. I believe they're both Makes out of the sense. closet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know think Mateo was ever in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> Mateo was born uh, with a mustache. And uh, you have Fat Pig with, with uh, Frank Liotti and Jessica Curzon. You have a whole bunch of great podcasts. Wow. Uh, check that out. Also, uh, my Instagram and Twitter is at Shawnee Time. We have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash defend your movie. Please check it out. Tell your friends about the show, and we'll see you next week. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Here's a time.